to the Binance Podcast. My name is Jared Wynn and I am your host. Day to day, I'm the Senior Vice President of Charity at Binance and I'm very excited to share this episode with you. It goes without saying that COVID-19 is of worldwide concern at this point, but it's difficult to find reputable information from those affected versus what we hear from the media. About a week ago, we ran a query on social media asking what questions would you have for someone who was at the epicenter in Wuhan? Iris has one of the more emotionally riveting stories, having experienced this since day one. The intent of this podcast is to learn from Iris's experience and to hopefully be better prepared as we fight this pandemic. So Iris, thank you for joining us today, and I'll hand over to you. Yeah, thank you. Actually, I'm very happy to be here and I can share more experience with a lot of people. And uh, because uh, considering now the coronavirus is already um, not only a problem or, or, or a thing happened in China, it's a global issue. So we'd like to share my experience with uh, more people about that. I think the, the best way we can start this off is, is start from day one. Where, where did you, or where were you at and how did you first hear about this virus and how, what were your feelings? I'd love to just hear your experience from the start. So, so I did heard about it from my, from my friend actually the first time. And also when I came back to China, uh, there is already some news came out. But to be honest, at that time, I did not take it seriously because, um, you know, every year uh, there, are, uh, there, there will be some, um, you know, news about like the flus. And also um, the time is very special because it's a Chinese New Year holiday. The Chinese New Year holiday is the most important one in China, just like the Christmas in U.S., and and also you know I already left um, my parents and home for almost one year, so so at that time like everyone in China was totally um, uh, absorbed in the festival atmosphere, planning a lot of friends gathering and family fear. So so at that time uh, I didn't think it's 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 a problem for us. That's scary when you start to realize that wow this might be something bigger than when I first thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember clearly, you know, uh, I fly back uh, to Hubei province on, on 19th January from Beijing. And, and uh, after I landed, you know, I, I went to the biggest, the, uh, the supermarket to do a New Year's shopping together with my whole family, which is a very, very um, ritual moment for us. And in that, I can I remember that in that supermarket, um, it's around you know one thousand people there. You, it's hard for you to move because too many people there, and and um, the things changed on the second day when I came back. There are more news and information out, and and there is a picture uh, you know I remembered. Uh, it shows the medical staff were wearing a, the hazmat suit when they were receiving patient. This made me nervous actually. This is the first time I think the scenes may be different. And, and, but, but I didn't, you know, uh, uh, in panic immediately, the first thing I did is trying to verify information. So when I get the yes, it is true from my doctor friend and from my, uh, from uh, my uh, medical staff friend, then I realized yes, true. And it's maybe much more worse than, than I expected. Right. And also at that the same first sign of, of panic or that first sign of something grim. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and exactly at the same day, the National Health Commission uh, in China officially confirmed 
that the coronavirus can pass from human to human. This is a very a dangerous, you know, information for us. And and yeah, that's that's I think exactly the day I changed my mind. Yeah, that's uh, that's a quick turnaround for within two days for that to actually take place. And it's, you know, in terms of the way that information trickles from, you know, country to country, I'd honestly say that the United States, uh, from what I can see personally on social media and just from friends, family, loved ones, is that really it's been the last two weeks um, that it really started to hit home for us and us realizing that this can be very large. And after witnessing what happened with China and then going to Italy, I think Italy really was um, eye-opening for us. And then of course the ban to, of different aviation and everything else. And one thing I wanna uh, highlight for our listeners is, is uh, the time that this happened with China and how that really played a big role um, in the spread of this virus and how it uh, just the ways, the things that you can see in China's day-to-day -day activities during the Chinese New Year. The, tell me a little bit of how important the Chinese New Year is to China. How big of a holiday is that? Uh, it's, it's the most important holiday in China and everybody will come back to home and, and you know, uh, spend time together with with a family normally we will have one week holiday you know for a lot of people but you know if you are um, um, government officials if or if you are a doctors maybe you have shorter holiday time but it's the biggest important thing in, in China and this is you know I'm only one people in China I'm only one individual people in China and everybody in China will do the same things and you know a lot of people um especially the young people are working in Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, or Shenzhen, the big cities. But their home is maybe in Hubei, in Shanxi, or some, you know, um, a smaller cities. So everybody will move around. And, and another thing is Wuhan is very, very special, actually. The Wuhan is exactly at the center of the whole China. This makes things very, very different. The Wuhan is, uh, you know, it's the transportation center for the whole China. So almost almost everybody you know uh, almost um 60 percent of the people will move will, will go back to home through via wuhan city wow so that's that's actually something that i didn't know in terms of that I, in the united states we have our our travel center hubs atlanta is a very big one salt lake city is another uh, where most transit kind of goes through there and i guess it would be something of similar expectation of if that was one of the infected epicenters um, the the rate of spread would be tremendous. And uh, what also is kind of unique in this is, is I feel that it was just a recipe of disaster in several ways. And when it, this is on the Chinese New Year, um, factories are not operational, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was just, it sounds like it was just so much that happened all at once that it couldn't have been a better or a more perfect recipe for the, the spread of this virus is uh, what it seems. So, so as you started to come to realization of this on day two, it sounds like you were one of the, the early, uh, most early aware of this. Um, how were other people responding? Were, were their reactions similar to yours or what were their thoughts in this process? Uh, I think it may be a little different from me because, uh, you know, I just came back from, from, Afri from African countries, you know, uh, because of my work. And and uh, I came back to China. So I, when I'm in Africa, to be honest, I did not notice or did not receive a lot of message on that. 
because you know a, a lot of things to do every day and 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 do not have a time to to focus on the news in China and what happened. Maybe the Chinese people, um, you know, uh, already received some news or information on that. But I think there is a process for the ordinary public. Um, uh, you know, if we go back to the uh, the whole history of of the coronavirus in China, the, the coronavirus outbreak in China, you can see uh, actually there is already some news uh, out from from maybe the 10th or even the 5th of January. At that time, the people just you know are not sure what happened, but there do you know there actually there are some news on that. So. So this is a process for the ordinary public. There's a time they, they you know, they were heard more and more news about that. And, and I think the most of people are, you know, the same time uh, are, are going through the same process as me, you know, at the, for, at the very beginning, they do not take it seriously. And, and, and with more and more information, the news, especially, uh, you know, some uh, confirmed the cases in, in, out of Wuhan and out of Hubei province. The scenes became more and more serious, and the public started to pay attention to it. How long have you now been going through this? Then, how many days have you been in a uh, quarantine or a lockdown situation? On twenty third of January, the government locked down Wuhan city, the whole Wuhan city, close the bus, metro, uh, airport, railway station, highway, and so for Yichang city, the uh, local government takes similar actions from from twenty fifth of January. So it's around one one half months. Wow, that's so that's yeah one and a half to two months. That's forty five to sixty days that you have been oh, in situation. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. when you think of it in a number of days, it just makes it seem even longer. And how how are things in terms of your family and in, in terms of being able to speak to family? Would you normally be spending more time with family if you weren't in this situation? And how are you coping with that? Even though uh, we are, you know, we cannot go out, but it's 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 an opportunity that you can spend more time with your family. I think for young people like me in China, it's it's an opportunity. I can, um, you know, you can spend more time because most of people you cannot spend so long time together with your family if if you if you are in a, in the in the normal time, because you know we normally we only have one week's uh, holidays for Chinese New Year. Sure. So yeah. And forced quality time with the family at this point. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 happy and also yeah, it's not happy. <laughs> yes. Well, if I was and perhaps I will be locked in a house with my family for forty-five to sixty days, uh, there would be ups and downs. And needless to say, so. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. So, what are you in terms of your quarantine? What is that? limited to? What are you allowed to do? Um, how how often are you allowed to go out? What are the terms of that? Um, I, I think, you know, I think on the first day of the lockdown, the government just say, you know, they, they do not encourage people to go out. They encourage people to stay at home if there's no emergencies. But with, uh, with a confirmed case, um, it became more and more. I became, you know, with the numbers increasing, um, you know, the rules became more strict. You know, um, the government or the, the, the local government, you know, uh, say actually you, you must stay at home if you, especially if there is a uh, confirmed case around you or in your, um, in your community. So um, for now, um, actually we can just, uh, we, can, we can only stay, stay at home. And if you have um, any uh, basic or necessary uh, life 
uh, supplies you want to buy, every every two days, um, uh, one of your family members can go out. And also there is um, even a time that and nobody can go out and the community uh, members will you know, deliver the food or the basic supplies to you. What did you do then to prepare um, in terms of once you realize the severity of the situation, what did you do to prepare? And is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? Yeah, definitely. You, you need to prepare a lot of things, especially, you know, um, um, uh, you know, when you go out, you must be wearing a mask. So the first thing is you need to store a lot of masks and try to buy or get some mask from 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 different places. But uh, so for the medical uh, supplies, definitely we need to try, uh, try our best to get it. But for the basic life supplies, I, I, I must say we, we didn't prepare a lot because as I said, it's a, it's a spring festival holiday period. And uh, traditionally the Chinese people have the habit to uh, store things, you know, buy a lot of things, do a big uh, uh, New Year shopping. So uh, we will store the food and other supplies. But for the, but you know, uh, we are we are we're contented for almost 50 days. So there definitely there is a time you cannot get everything you want as normal. Like you know, if you want to get fresh fruit uh, uh, or the fresh vegetables, it's it, it's not easy. It's not easy. So there's a time. Uh, I should not say it's a hard time, but there's a time you are not comfortable. Sure. I think that that's the, the extent that we're reaching at this point is, is that we're realizing that our quality of life that we had before this um, was quite comfortable. And I, I think that if we're all going to learn something from this pandemic is, is that we had, we had things pretty good. Um, and an appreciation, I think, will be had for the way that things were and the, things, the way that things will be when we come together out of this. So do you know anyone personally who's been afflicted by the virus or do you have any stories about loved ones or friends or family members that you've had, you know, who have gone through this experience? Um, luckily, luckily, I do not have um, any direct relatives or family members who are affected, but I do heard us, you know, a lot of stories by my friend because I have, you know, I have some family members or friend working in hospital and, and, you know, they are the people facing um, um, directly with a patient or our own, I mean, on the front line. So, so here actually I would like to share one story, uh, you know, which is um, um, one, uh, one classmate of, of my friend and, and he, he actually is a medical staff and he were confirmed as coronavirus. Why I'm wanting to share because um, I, I really learn a lot, you know, especially uh, when I'm in uh, Hobe province, you know, um, uh, maybe, you know, from, from other people's eyes, maybe us, you know, the people in Hubei is, is definitely, you know, like the medical staff we're facing the, uh, the virus, you know, directly and we're on the front line. So I want to share his story. Actually, um, He's a medical staff in one Wuhan hospital. And after several days uh, working continuously at the favorite clinics, he didn't feel well and got some cough and the body temperature is, uh, is very high. It's around 38.5. And so um, it got a long CD check and, and there are some shadows on that. And, and after, after that, the symptom you know, continues and you know, even um, get get worse 
and and so he came back to the hospital to 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 take the track again and after the communication with a lot of experts in his in his hospital and and he's confirmed as um, you know um, um, coronavirus affection but uh, but but you know but luckily he's not the critical EU case so yeah. so um, um, you know he he write a, he write an article about the whole process you know to us so I, I totally understand uh, what what's happening and what's in his mind he told us you know the first thing in his head is his family is a little son his wife his old parents and you know uh, he is. Um, he is, uh, you know, a very big, you know, a very important part of the whole family. So at the very, very beginning, actually, he, he, you know, he's afraid, you know, he's afraid, you know, he cannot overcome this and, and he cannot, you know, support his wife. He cannot, you know, to see um, his kids, you know, grow up and he cannot, um, you know, spend more time together with, with his parents. And, and, and there's a time he's very, he's really, you know, in the, in a very dumb mood. But then the, I think the most important thing or the most right thing he did is he accepted the truth that he is a confirmed case. And, and also every day he will FaceTime with, with his family, especially his little son to, you know, to keep his mood, to keep his, you know, um, um, emotionally, you know, relaxing. And, and report the status every day. And, and he just, you know, gave him, you know, uh, such environment to in, in, a, in a very relaxing mood and emotional things. So, so you know, but the lucky thing is um, two weeks later, he overcome this, you know, he, he became um, healthy. And, you know, just depend on her himself. He did not, you know, go to hospital. He just uh, stay at home, you know, try his best to do everything he can. And this may be a very, very normal case in 80,000 affected people in China. But the key lesson or the learnings from his own experience is the attitude, the spiritual confidence when he recorded the whole experience. I think this is very, very important you know, for anybody involved in this fight. Following the instruction of the expert is very important. They wear a mask and watch again is also very important. But more importantly, we must believe we can overcome this. You know, just it's just a matter of time. I was I was in Hubei province. You know, there is a there is one week time I think that you know some people are in panic, including me myself. I'm also in panic. You know, every day when we wake up in the morning, we can see how many new confirmed cases. You know, we can see the number increase a lot every day. And especially, you know, I can remember there is an article, you know, on social media said the lockdown of Wuhan city is to secure the rest of the China. You know, but they prepared to sacrifice Wuhan and Hubei province. Maybe this article is not, is not bad intentions, but, but for the people in Wuhan and Hubei, like me, it's, it's a terrible message. You definitely don't want to see something like that, especially when you're going to be one of the ones at round zero. That's that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, at that time, and um, you know, even there's one week in my family. You know, um, my father. You know, um, stop everyone to 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 looking at their phones. You know, too frequently. 
you know, and then they try to talk to me, you know, we, we try to organize, you know, the whole family to watch TV or, or we were playing, you know, we, we play some games together because the only thing he tries to do is, you know, stop us, you know, looking at the news, looking at the numbers every day, because, you know, that will be a horrible thing for everybody they, because, you know, if we receive much, too much information, you know, on the, on the, on the internet, and it, it, there's a time it, it's hard for us to to identify what is true, what is not true. But there are so many, uh, there may be some positive, but there's a time that, you know, too many negative news. And so make us, make everybody in the panic mode. So that is not a thing. So I want to tell a lot of people, even though you are confirmed, you must be confident, you know, you can overcome this. You can overcome this, and it's just a matter of time. And the whole people, the the globally, each country will overcome this. And the confidence is very important. Iris, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and the advice that you've given us today. I've learned a lot, and I hope our listeners do as well. This has been the Ask Wuhan episode of the Binance Podcast. Thank you for listening.